Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my brothers and my sisters. It is Brother Solis live with another episode of Coffee in the Truth. And I got my main man, and his name ain't Stan, <laughs> Mr. Elliot. What's up? And then he brought along my dog, Brother Hall. I'm here. Last episode, ladies and gentlemen, if y'all did not listen to it, I recommend y'all to go listen to it. Not just because this is my podcast and I want to get listen, views, whatever you want to call it. Brother Hall shared some things that a lot of people go through, have dealt with, and he provided some great information. Just him opening it up about it was a, a huge step, and I recommend y'all. But as he was sharing his experience or I'll say his, his survival with us, the Lord just put something really on my heart because going through something like that in life is not easy. Surviving something like that in life is not easy. And when you do suffer those things, the first thing you do is put up a fence, a guard. Would you say that's true? Yes, absolutely. Um, I believe I was even telling Brother Solis about when I actually first came forward, uh, actually revealed everything to him about what I had went through. The first thing that I had told him was that I wasn't aware of it, but I had built up a guard. And the reason I did it was because it was something I did subconsciously, but it was to protect myself. I didn't, I wasn't aware that that guard was still there, even though I was letting some things down, but God had revealed that to me through my wife who told me I was tripping and that I was still dealing with some fear that I had that I thought was all behind me. So that was, so it's absolutely true because even if you mean to do it or you don't mean to do it, mine was something I wasn't even aware was still there that I had to bring down again. So that, because if I don't let the guard down, I can't let someone in. Now, he said the key word, golden word, and I was going to ask him. He said he put this up as a protection. But was it really a protection or was it more, I guess, chains or putting yourself in a prison? Mm-hmm. It was It was limiting myself because I could. Go. Exactly. Yeah. It was... Um, putting limits on myself and on what I could do or what I could talk with people about. And just because, and it's, and it's nothing against anybody, you know, that I was going to church with. I love the people I went to church with in Bastrop. They're amazing people. It was just at the time because of everything that was also going on. Uh, and that I had experienced at my, at my home church, there were just certain things that really it was a, it was a, Fear. I was afraid. I didn't know if if I told this person this, who would find out or where this would go. So um, even though I wasn't aware of it, I put up I put up 
walls, but that meant that I couldn't really get, I, I felt like I couldn't get close with them at the same time because I was limiting myself. I wasn't, it wasn't them doing it. It was me. Yeah. Cause we understand, you know, and, and, uh, biblically walls were always made to protect the city. You know, you know, who's coming in, you know, who's going out kind of what we try to do with our borders nowadays because we got planes. So a wall building up a wall in our days ain't going to be nothing, you know, to cross over. We got aircraft and all that good stuff. But speaking from that side of everything, it's very hard, like you said, to allow people to come in because now you have this guard up. And we walk around not realizing that the only person that we are hurting is ourselves. We think that we're protecting ourselves, but really and truly we're hurting ourselves because the only way for me to truly get help is if I what? Open up. Right. I open up. I can call 911. First thing I'm going to say is, you know, 911, how can I help you? What's your need? What's the emergency? Whatever it is, right? So I have to tell them, if I stay silent, is she going to know that I'm bleeding half to death? It, 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 or, if, you know, my loved one just had a heart attack and I stay silent. Are they going to know? How are they going to, you know, tell the, EM, uh, the EMS, hey, you know, we got a person suffering a heart attack or we got a person uh, gunshot wound, whatever the case may be. She's going to notify them so they know what's going on, so they know how to help. Mm-hmm. But if I stay hidden in my walled city, I'm not going to allow people to go in and help me. I'm going to walk around, and y'all heard me say this many of times, and I'm going to keep on saying it until y'all get tired of me saying it. We are great at putting on a mask. Before COVID. Before COVID. (laughs) You know, that is just mankind. We want to look good. We want to act like everything. I, I tell you, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm fine. How about you? Right? Mm-hmm. We, we do that because we want to mean it. And so I don't want you to know that I'm hurt or I don't want you to know that I, I, I'm a survivor, you know. So I'd rather put up this wall and let's keep it short. Mm-hmm. You know, we use the, the whole uh, kiss thing. <laughs> you know, keep, to keep it simple, it. stupid. <laughs> yeah. You know, we try to do that in our conversation. We're just going to try to keep it simple. Like, you know, hey. My favorite color is red. That's about it. That's probably as much as you're going to get because I have built up this wall. And really and truly, this person in my life can actually be the person who's going to help me to heal. Something that I was feeling uh, as you were as you were saying that is that a lot of times we think, you know, having these walls up, okay, they protect myself, but I I felt there was a message that God had given me once that it was called about, um, you know, you have to, uh, it was called, I think it was get vertical or, uh, before you get horizontal or get horizontal before you get vertical. And what it is is if you have a mess up in your relationship with God or you have issues with God, you're going to have issues with people. If you have issues with people, you're going to have issues with God. So having, because God wants us to be, to be loving each other and to be around each other. It's he even said by this shall you men know you are my disciples by your love one for another. Right. 
I can't be the church by myself until I get with somebody else, and then we can become the church. Yes, sir. So if I don't open up and I stay alone, I can't have a relationship with God because I'm not opening up and I'm hurting myself because now I'm, I'm the one that's um, like, if we were to put it in the body, I'm trying to disconnect myself from the body. So there's an issue that's going on, but I can't like that issue is not getting addressed because I'm disconnected from the body and the body feels that. And they don't know why they feel that because like, uh, I mean, when Aiken, he brought sin into the camp, it wasn't Aiken that lost the battle. It was the whole children of Israel that right, lost the right, battle. Right. So it's the same thing. We got to, and that's why these, that's why we're talking about this is that, you know, we have to know that it's not going to be easy, but this is something that we need to be able to do is to not just forgive and to heal, but we need to love again. With that being said, can I love again? I've I've been hurt. I'm a survivor. And the question is, can I love again? Can I trust somebody again? Can I allow myself to be vulnerable again? Absolutely. It's not going to be easy. You can, because, of course, we know that through Christ we can do all things. But it's something that, now, this is something that, it was a, a question that I had uh, that that I had prepared, and it was when should I when should I open up? Because I mean, you can love again, yes, but you gotta you also gotta kind of wonder like when when can I open up, or when should I when should I love, or when should I open myself up to love? And and what I had to learn myself, and I'm and uh, I want you know the brothers here to kind of give their their own insight as well. What they feel is I. I had to learn that I needed to listen because if I'm listening to somebody that I'm talking with, let's say it's brother Solis here and we're talking and I don't, uh, and I don't know him. I've never met him before and I'm listening to him. I may not tell him everything about me. I may just say, Hey, you know, my name's Randy Hall and, and we just, uh, what I might choose is I might choose a topic to talk about or, or I may talk about if I know what he's already talking about, I may talk along with that, but I don't, you don't need to show your weakness all of a sudden right away because that's not that uh, if you don't know the person, you don't just go to somebody random at Walmart and say, Hey, I'm a survivor of this and all of that. I mean, if you, uh, especially if you're still got that guard up, you need to you need to use wisdom with that. You need to learn and see and because you got to be able to trust them. But in, in order to do that, you got to first go to them and talk to them and not, not isolate yourself. And just learning how to stay a surface level with people because you can be like that. You don't have to, you don't have to be all guarded up at times, but you can still be at a at a surface as a, at a friendship level. I may not go real deep and let them know everything I've been through and how how uh, how hurt I was and how pain uh, painful that I was, but or that everything was. But I can be surface level with them and I just listen to them. And what do you, what do y'all brothers? What do you brothers feel? I had said this before. You got to know who you can talk to. You know, you're right. You just can't walk up to a random person and, and just blur out everything. 
and th- and and I mean they're gonna be looking at you like what, like for real. Uh, had an incident we were going to eat at a you know restaurant in Sugarland, and this woman walks up to to Mama B and tells her about how we are all just aliens. It's, I mean, just random, like really random. And Mama B's all like, just kind of like, okay. <laughs> but that's how it was. It, it, you would sound crazy, you know, just coming out just flat out like that, you know. So, yes, you do got to know who you can talk to. Mm-hmm. But you also got to know that you can talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Because as long as you have that, well, I can't talk to anybody or it, it's still a guard. You're, mm-hmm. So you're going to walk around and you're never really going to know who to talk to because you still have that. Well, I can't talk to nobody or I can't talk to just anybody. I got to pick and choose um, as we're getting ready for this and prepping for this. You know, Brother Hall, of course, you know, said a scripture and the first scripture that I told him, you know, was the one that, you know, we teach the children. We probably heard it so many times that it has no effect in our lives. We can just quote it, you know, and, and still go to bed right after. And that was Proverbs 3 and 5, which, which says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Why do I need to trust in the Lord? Well, because i got to understand that he's all-knowing. He's all-knowing. He has all wisdom in his hands. So I have to trust in him. And when I, like you said, I get this this relationship. I get that vertical relationship. And Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. See, so my understanding is telling me I can't talk to nobody. My understanding is telling me that everybody and their mama is out to get me. So, my understanding, I can't lean on that. I got to lean on his. So, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. And all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. So I got to acknowledge the fact that I don't know, but he does. And he's going to lead my path, and he's going to lead me down to the person that I need to talk to. You know, how many times have you been in church service, Brother Hall or and Elliot, where you feel God moving, and you see him moving? He's moving on you. You know, you're getting a, a refreshing, and you can just feel the Lord ministering peace or ministering healing or ministering assurance what you can feel or that joy or whatever it is you can feel that well just in that same way that you know the lord's gonna move he can move in your life and put your the the right person in to your life Mm -hmm. and so you know my case is different than brother hall's um brother hall he, I mean, just, like I said, go listen. <laughs> Please go listen. His mindset is just amazing how he's truly a survivor. My case wasn't that. And I, I spoke about this on this podcast before. My case was my father. Me growing up and the way that my dad was and the relationship that I had towards my dad, it was kind of hard for me to trust another man. So my wife happened to, have similar issues but just a different story because you know she really doesn't know her biological father like that and so when we started going to church and everything like that you know 
couple of years ago, Pastor actually accepted my wife as his as his daughter. Well, my kids know him as Papa B. They love him. They're GBs. And that's that's all they really know is is is, is Papa B as as grandpa. That's and so it wasn't easy for me to let down the guard. It wasn't easy for me to call him Papa B. It was hard for me, in fact, because you're always trying to go back to, I can only give so much a person a couple of inches because if I give them too much, I'm going to be hurt again. And that's the main reason why people don't want to love is because they feel that I'm going to get hurt again. I'm going to get hurt again. And, um, you know, before I go down a rabbit trail, Brother Elliot, I'm going to stop myself. And do you have anything to add on to what Brother Hall was saying, sir? So what was the question again? It was how do I know when or like when's when's how do I know when I should open up? For me, now the first thing I would want to say was right away, but let me put a but on that. The perfect Pentecostal in us will try to stop us that because, oh, they're going to judge me. Right. And then so, I mean, again, you know, it's hard to it's hard to say it, but what made you open up? What made me open up? I mean, I I remember the night, but finally, what was in it in you to sit there and say, you know what, I need to tell Brother Solis. Honestly, it was that. It was that pray through, and really, God was really tugging me. It was like, you need to open up because if not, you're gonna you're really gonna get stuck. So you so. I guess going back to the Proverbs 3-5 deal, you really put that into action. Yeah. And then he led you to a person that you can open up to, right? Yeah. Which nobody knew. Definitely. I didn't tell anybody what, what Brother Elliot was going through because he came and shared that with me. And I didn't want to tear him down, nor did I want to ruin a relationship. You know what I mean? So, you know, I did the brother thing. And that's sit there and say, well, let's pray. When we prayed about it, and you know what I mean, I, I encouraged him. And I, I, I truly knew he was sincere. It wasn't one of those remorseful, I'm sorry because, you know, dad caught me. Or I'm sorry because, you know, the preacher was preaching at me. I don't even think the, the preaching was in that area, you know, of, of your life. So here he is truly like, hey, I'm better than this. God created me for better than this. And so, I guess his brother Hall is saying, I mean, how would how would you know to open up? When you, mm-hmm. Yeah, how how did, I'm, I, which, I mean, it, it sounds um, pretty similar, I guess, on, on both fronts. It's pretty well, you got, you got your, you got pretty well, it was the Lord that it, you were praying. And the Lord dealt with you and told you to open up. But I'm, I guess, I mean... It's kind of, I sometimes I know that people that uh, like our our secrets that are probably listening like they would, if they've went through something like this or something tragic like, 
they probably wonder like, well, when when is the right time? Like, how do I know it's been long enough, or how do I know I I can open up? You know. And while you're thinking, can I add something? Yes, sure. Uh, sorry, because I really didn't answer your question. All right, <laughs> forgive me. I would have to say when you know you can't go forward. That is a is is a time yeah. for you to find somebody to talk to. Um, Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life, and if Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life, you cannot allow something that happened to you back in the day to still control your emotions because that individual is still the Lord is the Lord of your life because I can't be happy because of what happened. I can't trust because of what happened. I can't love because of what happened. So therefore this person is the one controlling your life and you cannot move forward. When I got caught up in depression, brother hall as a teenager, um, it was it was a puppy love deal. I I thought I loved the woman. I thought she loved me. You know, <laughs> typical teenage uh, puppy love story. Well, I did fall into depression, and one of the ways that I had to get out of depression is whenever I realized that this individual was still living their life while I was stuck ten months behind, still holding on to what I thought we had. And I seriously had to come to that realization is how can I quit living while the person who hurt me continued living? And so I knew I had to get help and I knew I had to come out of this depression because I was, I couldn't, I couldn't afford myself to be 10 years down the road behind and so that's when the moment that I realized, I said, no, I can't. This person is not going to control my life, and this person is not going to control who I am. And ultimately, the sad thing is I did because of what they did when I first got with my wife. It took me a long time for me to actually say I loved my wife. You know what I mean? Again, I had to realize I was not moving forward. When's the time to open up is whenever you know that you cannot move forward. You're trying, but you can't. You're trying to put on a, a smile, but it's forced every time. You're trying to write happy posts on Facebook to make everything seem, but you know that it's not. Why? Because you're not able to move forward. And so I would have to say in that time in your life, if you are feeling that way right now, your best bet is to find somebody you can talk to. First and foremost, talk to the Lord and allow him to lead you to that right person. In Elliot's case, he came and he opened up to me. I'm not bragging about myself. Please do not think that I'm bragging about myself. But I can honestly say the Lord directed you to the right person. And so that's what I mean by that. Consulting the Lord, allow him to lead you to that individual because it is time for you to move forward. We don't know the time or the day, but what we do know, it is not the will of God for us to stay down and to stay victims. It's time for you to be a survivor. Yeah, definitely. You, you helped me out there. So what I really had to realize was if them trumpets blow right now, Say it straight up. I'm going to hell. 
I had to realize that. And so, you yeah, you really helped me out there to think on that. And so, yeah, that's that's when God was like, come on, man, you, you got to listen to me. We, we got to listen to God. We know, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. But again, we really have to stop really saying that verse, but actually walk in that verse. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. And then so I, I had to I had to realize I had to listen to God, really listen to God's voice and be like, man, if I don't get rid of this, I'm going to hell right now. Mm-hmm. If them trumpets blow, I'm going to hell. So that that's really that's really what I had to. Really, that's good. Um, when when Brother Solis was talking, even more so when Brother Brother L was talking, is about a good a good Bible uh, way to think about it. Like a good um, uh, story that was in the Bible was the prodigal son. He didn't just go to his father's house. It said when he came to himself. Right. He was in the pig pen. We don't know how long he was in the pig pen. But while he was in the pig pen, in the mud, in the dirt, uh, he finally thought, why am I here? And he knew. He, said, he didn't go to his friends that he was with because he had friends that were there that he could have probably went to or tried to go to. He went to his father's house. And the reason he went to his father's house is because he knew that was the only place he could go. Like, that was... That was uh, and that's and it's the same thing about feeling, you know, praying to the Lord, knowing who you can go to. And I know for me, when this when this finally happened for me, when I had to knew that I had to open up, I was afraid um, of two things at first. When when I had uh, went went through all that I did, and you wouldn't listen the whole listen the whole po- uh, the previous podcast, we want to find out and. I was afraid about how how would I know the right person to love again. That was that that was a big one, and then I was also afraid of when I would uh, afraid of going to another church because again I knew if I went to that church, if for me to be a man of integrity and for me to be the minister I knew God wanted me to be, I would have to open up to that pastor. And those were the two main things I was afraid of, which were two. Which and I knew because I was afraid of them because I know how the Lord works. If you're afraid of something, you're gonna have to deal with it. So I knew that those two things were gonna happen, but I didn't know when. And when I first started dating my wife, and I knew as soon as we started dating, I knew I had to let her know. I just didn't know when. I didn't know if it was a proper thing to do right away. And as I was praying about it, uh, I think we had only been dating, like we had literally just started, and. I prayed and God said, it's okay. She's not like anyone else. So what I want, what I want you to know is when we're keeping this guard up, we have to realize they are not who hurt you. And you have to real, really realize that they're not everyone just because you survived not everyone's out there to hurt you again. Not everyone's out there to look for your weakness again. Now there is those. That's why we have to know who to and to be directed by the Lord. But when the Lord directs you to somebody, you need to have that confidence. They are not who hurt you. Yeah, because trust me, I do quite a bit of fishing, and there's a lot of hard heads out there. All right, guys? 
and you're going to catch some hardheads a time or two, but you got to realize that there is actually keepers out there. Mm-hmm. And there is what I mean by that is there are actually people that you can, that have value and can add value in your life. And you're right. I mean, in my case, what, what pastor, why I had to let my guard down is I had to realize that he's not who hurt me. And every person, every person deserves a chance. You know what I mean? Before I got with my wife, I wasn't husband material. I wasn't boyfriend material. You know, in, in my mindset, women were, were temporary use. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But she rolled the dice, <laughs> I guess you could say, and she took that chance. And so even myself, I need a chance. You know, uh, I'm a welder. You know, the first thing that they want to do, you can you can talk this big game all you want to, but they're going to test you. And so another way to to know like because if you're asking a question well how do i know this person is the right person to talk to well the bible says to try the spirits we understand Mm -hmm. that so i i i I get that and i'm not just telling you to be on guard like oh i'm I'm gonna try this i'm gonna try that some people you don't have to some people are just you know they're an open book i guess you can say but I look at it as the same way. It doesn't matter what somebody talks is what they show. And some people will show it in, in who they are just right off the back. And you can tell, no, I can't, I can't trust this person. Cause look at how they act, you know, look at what they're doing. I mean, I didn't even ask about their cousin and I know all his business. Well, you shouldn't be talking to that person. You know, I didn't even ask about sister, sister such and such, and I know everything about her. You shouldn't be talking to her. And so some people are different, and you can see that. And so when Pastor Bumgarner came in mine and my wife's life, there was a lot of things that he was showing me by action that were different than what I was, I seen in life. And same thing on my wife's behalf. And so that's why we were able to, Tear down that guard. I don't want you to let down the guard. I want you to tear down that guard. Tear it down. Destroy it. Because if you're letting it down, that means you still have it. That you can just reach down and pick it back up again. That's the worst thing for you to do is to have a guard. Jesus Christ does not have a guard. And he has every right to have one. We fail him daily. But no, he does not have a guard. We have to understand that. We should not have guards. We should not have a plan B, baby. It's all about a plan A is I'm going mm-hmm. forward regardless. Regardless, I'm moving forward. Yeah, I might get knocked down, and yeah, it may be a tough uh, uh, fourth and go, but you know what? We're going to go for it. Why? Because I have to win. You're right, Brother Elliot. I have to win. Not because I'm scared of hell, but because, God, you've been too good to me to for me to miss out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You've been too great for me to miss out on this, and I don't want to miss out. And so we have to understand that there is people out there that do want to help us. I came from a victim's mindset. I came from the project. I came from the white man, you know, just wants to destroy you and use up your people for their gain and yada yada. I know all those lies. I know that victimhood. 
But the moment that I let those things down is the it, it was the moment that I was able to grow as a as a man, as a man of God, first and foremost. And then I was able to grow overall, because if you live in a victim mindset, you're going to get victim results. I'm not a victim. I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor, man. I came out of a a, 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 a drug abuser's home. And I'm not a drug abuser. I came out of, you know, all of the thing and I'm not, I'm a survivor, man. Mm-hmm. And I have to, I have to tell myself that every day I'm a survivor because if I walk around in a victim's mentality, then I'm going to get victim results. What a man thinketh in the heart, so he is. And so if I think I'm a victim, I'm going to get victim. But baby, it's time for us to move forward. It's time for you to get up off. Rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. For when I fall, I shall. And it's time for us to arise. If there's anything this day and age that Jesus Christ needs us to do is for us to arise. We are not made to be victims. Mm-hmm. We are not made to be victims. When Jesus Christ showed uh, Thomas his wounds, he wasn't showing him victim. He was showing him a survivor. Yeah, look at these wounds and look where I'm still at. I got back up. I'm still alive and I'm still going forward. And guess what? Just the same thing I told Peter, the gates of hell still ain't going to prevail. We are going to move forward and we have to get that mindset is I'm going to move forward. I know it's hard and I know people have done us wrong, but we cannot allow them to control us any longer. We have to break free from Pharaoh's bond. We have to. Sorry, man. They got me. Y'all got me all pumped up preaching up in here. So, so now, the next question that that I have is, how do I find out that I have a guard? Because sometimes, because again, I didn't know. I knew that I had guards up before, but when I started feeling that it was time, is it was it was crazy. So I I I had went through, of course, everything that I had survived, and then uh, got into a relationship. Relationship ended badly, and I was real low for a while. And God had told me it's time to come out. So I started uh, at that point. I started, you know, coming out like I was supposed to, and and I felt like I didn't have guards up because I felt like I was I was good. But then it was until a a moment came that. Uh, all I could say is that uh, my wife was was telling some people about uh, what I was feeling, and instantly I started thinking, "Well, babe, I don't know. Like, how do we know they ain't gonna just tell everybody?" Like, and that and that's what I said, and that's when my wife had to say, "Randy, you tripping?" And stop tripping. Exactly. <laughs> so, but that that's when I found out, and she said, "Babe, you're afraid. You're fearful." And, and she, and she straight up called it out. And, and that's when I realized that. And I, and I texted my brother, brother Solis and, and said, Hey, I need to talk. And, and that's, and that's when I found out that I had that car, but if it was not for that, I wouldn't have ever found it out. And, and that's what I, and God did that because I needed to, I, I needed to establish relationships. I wanted to, I I was all here saying, man, I want to connect with the ministry here. I want to connect with the ministers here. But if I have that guard up, I can't do that. So I have to have moments where I get afraid, where I get hurt in order for that to to pop up. So sorry, I didn't mean to get all on that, but but what how would I know? How do y'all how what what, what do y'all have to say to the secrets here? You know when you keep going back. 
you knew the children of Israel weren't going forward because they kept looking back at Egypt. We had it better there. We had this there. We had that there. Do you not know that you were a slave there? And that's what we go back to because that's what we feel. That is comfortability. Everybody loves it. I'm okay in my victimhood because at least I know how to operate. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If I expose myself, I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be uncomfortable. So my case, it, what happened is, and I, I, man, Pastor Bumgarner, I love you and I appreciate you, everything you have done in my life. Um, he's the one that actually helped me. He came over and he apologized to me for offense because he's a man and I understand that. So if y'all one of those that feel that pastors ain't supposed to fall, well, do not read the book of Peter because he would tell you that the priests had to offer sacrifices before everybody. Uh, so, yeah, that means that they were men too. All right, so he apologized to me, and he told me one of the most amazing things because I didn't know I had a guard. He said, Brother Solis, I'm sorry for what I told you, he says, but I noticed that every time I hit a certain area, you always go back to your dad. And that was a moment I said, my goodness, and that's how you know you have a guard up when you keep going back. When somebody does something, you go back. You go back. You go back. Like I said, nobody goes forward driving in reverse. Mm -hmm. You're going back to that, and that's what's happening. And when he told me I was an insecure mess, dude, I mean, I was a mess, insecure mess. And when he told me that, that's when I realized that I was insecure that I had this guard up and look, see, I couldn't move forward, especially in the Lord, because if you are insecure in who you are in God, you ain't going to make the cut. I'm just, I'm just being real. First and foremost, them devils, they know they devils. You know what I mean? And hey, wolf in sheep's clothing, they know they wolves. You know what I mean? But yet you got a sheep that don't even know he's a sheep. And that's what I mean by that. So, I was an in insecure mess because of everything that happened in my life. But if it wasn't for him telling me and realizing that, being sensitive enough and allowing the Lord to lead him enough to say, hey, I noticed that every time this happens, you always go back. And that's how you know you got a guard is when somebody does something or even if they say something, you always have to go back to that time. In your case, you didn't want to talk and what were you going back? You're going back. That's why. Either if it wasn't back to what you survived, it was going back to, hey, when I did open up and somebody threw it in my face. Mm -hmm. But you're always going back to the hurt. And if that is you, then it is time to let your guard down. It's time to, no, you know what? Sorry. It's time to destroy the guard. You don't need the guard in your life. That is a safe haven. That You're never going to learn how to swim in the kiddie pool. And that's what happens when you got a guard up. You know, it's time for you to learn how to swim, and you're just you're just around in the kiddie pool. It's time to jump in the deep end. You know what I mean? It's time to just just go in there, and then you're gonna. That's how you're gonna learn. And so the only way to learn is to let those things destroy those guards. Uh, you got anything to say, brother Elliot? Honestly, you said everything I was gonna say. Like when you go back, that's that's really what I was gonna say too. We had the mi same mindset. But, yeah, when you go back, um, 
course, my experience is kind of different. Mine's more personal. How can I love myself again? And then so when you when you go back, um, and think about this for a minute. When yeah, when you when someone says something, and you think you think about the same thing that you dealt with, um, man, it's hard to explain my way on what I dealt with. But when someone says something like that, and then I I I just get trapped again because I have. A guard, and I again you need need to destroy it. You know, um, just like what Brother Solis was saying, when I had survived everything that I did, what I went back to because the reason I was afraid is the person that right after I had survived everything that I went through, um, I had I came forward. Okay, I. Um, I, I probably didn't, I wasn't quite a survivor yet, uh, because I was still healing. Um, I mean, I, I lived through it, but I, I still had some wounds that had to be healed and I just jumped into a relationship. And that's why, again, you need to, you, if you don't know, depend on your past or have somebody close with you that you can depend upon. Cause really I did not even, I shouldn't have been in a relationship with nobody because I still had wounds and I actually I was even told by the counselor I was seeing that I shouldn't be in a relationship or it wouldn't be a good idea but I wanted a relationship so I went and uh just like any of us would do would listen to anything that they that it's just like if you're praying about something and God says no but you want a yes any anything that happens in your life you're gonna think oh that's confirmation right there yep that's exactly what happens. Yeah, it's hard to hear from God when you already got the answer. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I I started dating this person and um and you know things happen. We crossed boundaries we shouldn't have had. We probably uh we were um uh, you know loans alone in the house, different things, you know, and 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 we shouldn't have been because I really I shouldn't have been in a relationship because I can't I wasn't even leading myself, right? So how can I even lead in a relationship, right? Right now. So so the relationship ended badly, and when it did, we uh, we didn't even really get um, there. There wasn't really even any. Uh, I can't even think about how um, conclusion really because we just um, we talked a little bit, and she just said, "Hey, hey, hate what had happened. You know, maybe we can be friends again." And that was it. But she had given me a letter, and in the letter, she had. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not knocking, you know, this person that's, uh, I'm sure that they're, you know, doing everything that they can. And I, what I said in the last, um, last podcast, I forgive these people and I don't hold anything against them. I pray for them daily. Um, but what she had done was she had threw back in my face what had happened to me previously. So that, that was what was in my mind. If I open up again, how do I know they're not going to hurt me in the same way? Because she knew my wounds and she, it was like, she knew exactly the, the spot that was sensitive and attacked it. And that's what, that's what I was afraid of was going to happen again. And I still had that fear that was, that was there. I just didn't, I just didn't know. So that's, um, that's what I had to, 
really overcome. And when I had, um, not only with my wife came forward about what had happened and, and just the response that she had given to me, it was what shocked me. It was, it was, I didn't expect it. She was, she told me, she said, Randy, I'm sorry that you had to deal with all of that. And, and then when I had to reveal it to, uh, pastor Bumgarner and just talking with him about it, it, it just, it, it surprised me in the way that, that it was received and that they, and that they, um, and that they talked with me and even pastor Bumgarner let me know some, some scars that he had in his life. So it was just when, when you come forward about it and it's the, the person that you need that God's directing you to go to, it's, um, it's, it's almost like you're, you're relieved, you know, you have that release. You're like, okay, yes, I can love again and I can trust again. Most definitely, we have to understand that being hurt is going to happen. But as Brother Hall is talking, I'm just, just sitting here thinking, and I'm like, first and foremost, God will trust us. With the garden, we failed. He would trust us with the temple, allowing his presence to be there, and we failed. And then he gets to the New Testament and says, I'm going to trust these same people who failed with my spirit. You know, what it is, is I'm going to allow love to conquer. Because if I live in hatred and I have a guard up and people around me control me then really and truly I'm not living they are and so you can love again you can trust again and you can live again you are not a victim but you are a survivor and right now this is your testimony in the making so we love y'all guys, but y'all already know the coffee's running low, so we gots to go. Until next time, stay encouraged, my survivors. I love y'all, and we are out.